Hubhopper Originals. To start your podcast for free, log on to studio.hubhopper.com. Hello and welcome to the Success with Savita podcast where we share hot tips on how to do life and business without losing your mind. I'm your host Savita Nanjappa, entrepreneur, high achieving 9 to 5er turned transformational success coach, helping you create a wildly successful business. Come hang out with me and other fabulous humans like you every week for stories and chats packed with a healthy dose of tips, resources, how-tos and real talk. Side effects may include a happier and more confident you with each passing day. Hi and welcome to the Success with Savita podcast. Today I'm doing a solo episode on a Monday after a really long time and I wanted to take this time to answer a question I get asked all the time on my DMs in my WhatsApp messages from clients that is how do i do it all well i don't that's the first answer i don't do it all often people think that i'm doing a lot and it looks easy and i must be having a huge team but it the answer is no 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 however i do want to share what i do and how i manage my schedule my time my calendar and if this can help any one of you if you can take away some tips from this apply to your own lives uh, i would consider it a win so let's get started and i'll start off by answering this question which is how do i do it all again the disclaimer is i don't i struggle like every other person it's work in progress there's no such thing as perfection or i've got it down to a t however i'm going to share the things that i do within my own life that helps me stay on top of my schedule as a mom there are many roles that i play as a mom wife business owner daughter sister and at any given time i'm juggling a lot of things i have a lot of things up in the air and sometimes i do drop the ball i have learned to pick it up and just keep going and that really is the underlying mantra of it all that is to just keep going you are going to get better as long as you stay focused about it number 1 for me is having systems in place this is really important anyone who has a full time career is just even a stay at home mom or runs a business needs to have their systems in place the right systems help you stay focused be on top of your tasks and help you get organized and most importantly it helps you prioritize i have a number of systems that work for me but the most important tool in my be on top of it toolkit is the calendar i use a calendar extensively into my calendar goes all my calls all my meetings all my deep work time yes i schedule a couple of hours of deep work every week where i do the tasks that need my focus time and attention i may be creating content during this time or i may be recording a podcast just like this one but this deep work gets scheduled on my calendar and i also write down what it is that i will be doing during that time so when i begin my 2 hour of deep work i'm then not looking at what should i be focusing on and wasting some time over there so that's step 1 into the same calendar i also add everything that is to be done for my child which is her online class schedule her assignments her other classes that she takes 
also some activities that we may plan all of that gets included so once i record all of this into my calendar i then have reminders that have been set in place or sometimes i may need to have these reminders these may be one day prior reminders or these may be 10 minute prior reminders and usually for my coaching calls for my workshops for programs that i'm leading and hosting i have a one day prior reminder and phone calls and business meetings and other calls i also i have not just one day i also have the 10 minute but for the non coaching workshop related stuff it's a 10 minute reminder that happens the same thing happens for my child's classes for my child's schedule also i get reminders so then i don't miss something i'm keeping track do i sit uh, and focus on everything that uh, my child needs to submit as assignments not necessarily but i know that we are on top of things i'm keeping her organized i'm trying to teach her as well how to have like a to do list and be timely in submitting any assignments that she may have due for school so these reminders are now preset into my calendar and now this is all set up at the beginning of the week i look at my calendar i usually schedule my calendar as much as possible two weeks in advance but definitely a week in advance i on a sunday uh, or even sometimes on a saturday i look at what's coming up next week what are the uh, days that i have a late call because i do have international clients i do host international workshops so i need to be cognizant of that i also need to be cognizant of things like when i'm scheduling or when i'm agreeing to lead a workshop i need to be careful when i'm doing international workshops because of the time uh, zones uh, i have actually led workshops at 4 a.m. in the morning because i i really skipped you know converting the time there have been those things so i have got to be really careful about time zones as well uh the beginning of the week i usually look at my calendar so i know what is due what's coming up and how what i need to prepare for and organize my time and my workload accordingly then the night before i usually check and align myself for the next day so i i really know what's happening right from uh morning till i close my day for the night the calendar system takes time to get used to because on the flip side once you get used to uh, you know using a calendar uh, working without one or not having something which is not on your calendar can be challenging as is being spontaneous suddenly people ask you if you can join them for dinner for drinks for coffee and you can't because you already have had all of these things scheduled and then you know it's been well planned and you organize your day and schedule accordingly so that's number 1 to get the calendar system going i would recommend to anyone who's not used to following a calendar or putting it into their phone calendars uh, it doesn't have to be a fancy calendar that's another thing i use my google calendar a lot and for my client and business appointments i use calendly i also have it integrated with my zoom calendly is integrated with my zoom so once i schedule a client appointment or a business meeting the zoom link automatically gets generated and an email goes out to the client and they already have the link so i don't need to rework a lot of stuff it can get difficult for you to get used to it what i would say is start scheduling some things start scheduling maybe one part of your day and then continue to add on top of it you will get used to it it does take time i will say that but always great to get it started that brings me to my next tool what i use i use tekken automation heavily like i said my calendly app is uh, integrated with my zoom so i don't have to do that whole stuff some examples of how i use tek is i have integrations in my email sometimes i have 
tool, a plugin that I use, which allows me to create draft emails and then send it out at a certain time from my email inbox. Because sometimes I tend to work on emails a little late in the night. I batch my emails. I don't check emails through the day. I check about two to three times in a day and I create my responses. Sometimes only in the evening before I close for the day, I draft out all the responses and I set it to go at a certain time. So integrations in my email is one example of how I use tech. Scheduler for my social media posts. I don't sit down and upload it every day. Instead, I schedule it on Planoly for Instagram. I schedule it on Hootsuite for LinkedIn. And that allows me to stay on top of my posting schedule. I also use delivery apps for my groceries, which allows me to, you know, organize. Uh, now the delivery app even allows me to schedule for later. So it allows me to stay really organized and have things delivered in a timely manner. Pre-scheduled emails for my newsletters. I use an email marketing tool that allows me to pre-schedule all my emails. So I batch write it sometimes and then it's set to go. Again, a calendar link for my clients and guests to schedule their appointments helps me stay on top of, you know, not having to send a lot of emails back and forth, checking for the time and all of that. I just send out a link to them and they choose what works for them. There are many options within my calendar. Same thing with automated emails. I set automated emails to go. I have a group program. So there are reminders that go for calls. There are group calls that happen. There are workshops that happen. I set up pre-automated um, messages, emails that go out. These calendar systems, integration, schedulers, etc. is a great way to keep you on top of your schedule. Now, when I talk about the calendar, the number one step for you to be able to use a calendar begins with habit development habit creation right because you have to get into the habit of having that time to schedule a calendar you need to develop being organized and planned some people are organized and some people just are not their schedule is extremely dependent on other people's schedules a lot of people will tell me oh but i'm not sure about this day or this is too far in advance i can't plan two weeks ahead i have no idea what's going to be happening around that time and that tells me a lot of things about how they manage their time a they're not really organized on a day-to-day -day basis b they don't have enough boundaries in their lives and everyone does not need a calendar but i know that if you're an entrepreneur if you're a working professional having the calendar is going to be useful next the other thing i use to keep on top of my days uh, is to prioritize so when i'm scheduling my calendar i will first look at things that happen mandatorily right like my kids classes things that i need to get done classes that i may be taking it could be exercise it could be learning stuff that i'm doing for my coaching these are things that i've committed to so i add that first into my calendar then comes my child's assignments in there and of course the most important things in my life which is client sessions uh, these appointments get scheduled and like i said i schedule client appointments as much as possible two weeks in advance and for my group program that i have the 100 club as well we have a monthly calendar in place so i know on what dates what needs to happen that's well planned and that gets added into my calendar as well that's as far as the calendar is concerned now one tool is like i said i check and i set up all of these things well in advance the next thing that i do is i actually have what i call theme days so in theme days what I do is I have specific days to do a specific type of task and this has really helped me feel in charge of my schedule. For example, I use Mondays. Let me give you an example of what, how I schedule my uh, days and how I add tasks to each day. 
I use Mondays for deep work because this is the day that I'm creating content. I'm on my website. I'm posting blogs to my website, setting up those emails, creating those social media posts. All of this happens on Monday. So I rarely do client calls or meetings or business meetings. It's only if my actual coaching days or actual days that I've scheduled for client calls does not work for my client, then I schedule something as a rare thing on a Monday. But even if I do it, not in the mornings, it will always be towards the afternoon or evening. Mornings are all about content. It's about the podcast. It's about distribution of podcasts, all of that happening. Monday is for deep work. Uh, Monday evenings are also team meeting days. And this is when we have scheduled, we decide what content we are going to be working on, which sets the tone for the coming week and the week after that. We plan content usually for a month. And then on Tuesdays is the marketing days, which is when I'm focusing on ads, promotions, business development, all of these things. And this is the day I talk to, let's say, my LinkedIn strategist. I may be talking to someone who's running a referral program for me. This is the day that I reach out and discuss collaborations, possible upcoming collaborations. It's the day that I'm doing outreach and business development for my own business. Tuesdays, I also do some work within a group program, which is when towards the evening, we usually have a call or a workshop or some days we are doing co-working, which happens at noon on Tuesdays. Tuesdays are also the day that I work with my international clients. So Tuesdays get on Tuesdays, I work for long hours, which means I work till about 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. And that's one day in a week that I have scheduled a long working day, which is when I get a lot of work done, especially if it's international stuff. Wednesdays, I usually try to re uh, schedule podcast recordings or if I'm uh, collaborating with someone, if I'm doing a live all of these things happen. Sometimes it may even be a workshop or it may be me going as a guest on someone else's podcast. All of this stuff happens. This is the day that I'm doing videos and reels. So hair and makeup is also done. Wednesdays is really more about front facing visibility. That's the day for it. It's not that I don't do lives on other days or don't do something on other days. Like I said, when I'm planning it, it always goes to the Wednesday. Then if it's not feasible, it moves to another day. Thursdays and Fridays are coaching days. This is when I'm doing working with my clients one-on-one -on -one or in groups or in workshops. So these two days are fully blocked for client time. And sometimes on Friday afternoon, I could also be doing something which is around networking, building a connection with someone. All of that is happening on this day. It may also be the day that I may be and sometimes on Friday afternoon is when I'm also doing a kind of networking call or reaching out and connecting with someone. So this is sometime before the pandemic, usually Friday afternoons, I would schedule time to meet someone in person, you know, to build my network. That was something that I did. Now I try to do it virtually. Saturdays, in the early days, I worked all days of the week. Okay. And I worked on Saturdays as well. But now this year, it's been a conscious decision for me to not work on Saturdays. So sometimes I do get the odd corporate client who is not available during the week and can only work with me on that Saturday. And one off, I make an exception. And it's usually because I'm working with that client just for, you know, over a month. And so I just do that session and then I move on. But Saturdays and Sundays are scheduled for family, for time with my child, to visit my parents, to catch up with friends, garden, self-care. All of this happens on the Saturdays and Sundays that I schedule for myself. 
sometimes I am doing catch up. There is the odd Saturday that I, you know, I decide like, okay, you know, this Saturday I'm going to be working. It's going to be a working Saturday. This is because maybe all the other days have been really busy. I haven't been able to catch a breath. I missed my deep work time. So I sit down and do that deep work on Saturday. It's not going to be time for client facing or anything else. Just me in front of my system working. Okay. It's also not that if I'm not working on the Saturday and I'm spending time with family and I'm doing my own thing that I don't work at all because on Sunday afternoons or Sunday evenings, I like to take a quick one hour and that's when I sit down and journal, think about what's coming up for the week, for the month. What do I need to be focusing on in my business? What are the needle movers and schedule my calendar? So this is how I use theme days to figure out what needs to happen on what kind of day. Finally, the next thing that I do is to stay on top of things. My next tip is to seek support. For example, if I have podcast recording, my family knows. They know that I'm going to be in a podcast recording. Even my child knows it. And um, everybody knows not to distract me. My husband then is the person in charge. He needs, he's, you know, he's pitching in with childcare. He's going to be doing the pickup drop if necessary. The same thing goes for my workshop. So, you know, th those are the times that I have to ask you. Sometimes we can be really bad at not asking for support. There are people willing to help us, but we just don't ask or we feel like it may be an obligation. Don't do that. Ask and people will come forward to help you. And this is obviously I'm talking about immediate family members. Another way that I make sure that I have built that support system is to have my staff at home, that team in place so they know what my schedule looks like, to have my meals in place so I can be energized and everything is taken care of so there are no calls, no deliveries, no nothing coming up during the time that I've scheduled for work. And then finally comes uh, my last tip for you is to have strong boundaries. If I know I have a big program coming up, I know that I have an event, then I will say no to social engagement, social events, because I want to conserve my energy. Because my job involves long hours of focus and concentration and being fully present. When delivering a program or delivering a workshop, I cannot afford to have low energy. I need to be fully energized, right? I have to bring my A game. I need to make sure that I can sit, because it's all virtual. I need to be able to sit down for those long hours and I need to be able to think through because I'm working with different businesses. I have to ideate. I have to come up with ideas for each of these businesses. My point being that boundaries are really, really important if I need to be successful at what I'm doing and for me to be able to feel like I'm in charge of my schedule. I know what is happening. I know what I'm supposed to be doing and not feel overwhelmed, distracted, or anxious in any way. Another way that I need to set strong boundaries is when there is an ask on my time. Uh, because of this, I need to be careful about how I spend my time and where I spend my time. And it's not just the social events, even work. Often people will reach out to me to lead a workshop, to be a guest on their podcast, to be on a live, to do something, right? But I will have to say no if I know there's other stuff or it's this clash with my schedule or most importantly, it may not be either of this, but you are just too drained. You're burning out and you've got to understand that you've got to say no. So no is a very important word 
in our lives especially as women we've got to learn to say no as much as possible so i will say no to asks on uh, you know for workshops and going live if i already have a packed schedule and if i already feel like i am stressed i am tired i am not feeling energized also when you're saying when you're setting up these boundaries it's important to know if you're saying yes to something whether it adds value to your business you've got to really think about it not everything may add value to your business sure it can be marketing but not everything may add value to your business put you in front of the audiences that you want to be in front of there is a thing of while i'm a person who likes to say yes to opportunities there is a thing as saying yes to too many and often i will find that these asks on my time can also be while it's great marketing maybe it's putting me in front of audiences and that's how i like to view these opportunities often they are unpaid opportunities you are doing them pro bono so you really got to think about whether there's going to be a return on investment in terms of the time that you're putting in there okay another thing that i am really careful about when it comes to boundaries is about calls you have the phone today the mobile phone allows you to be accessible but that does not mean that you've got to be accessible at all times sometimes i have my 2 hour deep work schedule and that's when my phone you know i get the calls the unplanned for calls and i have got to be careful and conscious about not taking those calls then but to finish my whatever i'm working on and then make those calls you may have spent time in the whole month being busy or you may have spent time during the day being busy but you've got to ask yourself what have you been busy with have you been busy doing stuff for everybody else but not in your business or have you been on calls all day and it's not really taken you anywhere so you have to be careful about that one thing that i know with most people who work with me most of my clients and people who collaborate with me as well is i always tell people i email i'll ask them to email me to set a time to speak or whatsapp me to set a time to speak because again the nature of my work means that i'm on calls all the time i'm either in a workshop or i'm talking to someone on my working uh, you know especially on my coaching days i am on calls or i am doing some form of deep work and i'm not available to answer these calls what i find most triggering is when people will call me and then they will call me again five times in the same hour i know you've called me i can't get on the phone right now that's why i'm not answering right and when i see your call i will call you back i may not be able to call you back on your timelines that works for you but i've got to do this in a timeline that works for me so these are small things i know but this does eat into your schedule it does eat into your time and you've got to be really cognizant and careful about it in the past i've not been very good at a lot of stuff right i would say yes to everything i would be available and accessible to everyone all the time that's the case for people who are just starting out when you're working in the early days the first 2 years of your business as you're growing your business you may do a lot but for me it led to burnout it's important for you to recognize the signs and to take some time to step back dial it down and conserve your energy i also know that once i commit to something i commit 100% there's no going back i will not cancel my yes means yes and my no means no so that's something that i also maintain those same boundaries even for myself if you've got my commitment if i said yes to something i will show up yes i i you know chose the wrong time zone and i i, I had to show up at a 4 am workshop 
but I had said yes and there was no way I was going to cancel that because that time didn't work for me okay so these are things that you I feel has helped me stay on top of my schedule and having said that like I said at the beginning it's not going to be 100% that you're going to be able to stick to all of this there are going to be times there's it's dynamic things change uh, the pandemic changed a lot of my schedules uh, I had to really look at working all kinds of different uh, timelines just to catch up with my work but if you can if you set up a schedule and you're able to adhere to it let's say 70% 80% of the time that's a win and often you will things may not go well sometimes it's a good day and sometimes it's bad and that's okay again to just recap what has helped me and will help most people i think to stay on top of their schedule is number one having systems in place using tech and automation to help you having pre-designated days for specific type of work it again depends on the type of work that you do and then having uh, you know asking for support and building your support system having strong boundaries and finally giving yourself a break knowing that it can't be perfect and like i said some days can be good some days are bad just start over with that i hope you found this episode useful please dm me if you have any questions and follow me of course on my instagram success with savita if you like this episode leave me a rating and a review below and thank you for tuning in Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like this episode and you want more, you can go to the show notes on my website, which is successwithsavita.com forward slash podcast. If you like what you've heard so far, I would be grateful to you if you could leave me a five-star review, subscribe to this podcast and share with a friend who may find this useful. You can also follow me on my Instagram at successwithsavita and DM me any questions you may have and I will be happy to answer them for you. Until the next episode, believe in yourself and all the best to your success. इस हबहॉपर ओरिजिनल को सुनने के लिए आपका शुक्रिया। अगर आप भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं, तो हबहॉपर स्टूडियो वेबसाइट पे रजिस्टर करें और एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करें। यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कंटेंट